Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, where we explore the muse and the music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, navigating the wellspring of original music from singer-songwriters and musicians from Long Island, New York. Hi, I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. Buckle your seatbelts and turn up the volume. Brother Dave is in the house. This guitar virtuoso and pedal steel guitar player, singer-songwriter, gigs all over Long Island and has opened up for the Blues Masters. Let's take a listen to his song, Baking Blues.
I've been captivated by his music all day. Electrifying blues is just one of the phrases that comes to mind when listening to Brother Dave's excellence on the guitar. Since the age of 17, Brother Dave has been gigging with a variety of New York City based bands, touring all over the East Coast and Europe. He is open for world class performers Johnny Winter, Dickie Betts, Elvin Bishop, Roomful of Blues, just to name a few. It is my extreme pleasure to welcome Brother Dave to the Long Island Sound Podcast. Welcome, Brother Dave. Good to have you. Oh, thanks for having me, Steve. Hey, man, it's it's great. And I'm I'm not shitting you. And let me tell the audience, when you hear the music, you got to crank it to 11 because it's just going to it's going to get you moving. And I mean it. It really that's it was my first impression. It was like really cool. So uh, I'm glad to hear it, brother. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So so we know somebody in common. Uh, my good friend, Mike Nugent. Oh, yeah. And, great player, man. Great guy. Yeah, and Mike's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Brother Dave. He's, he's really good. I'm like, all right, I'm getting the right people, man. So, And, and the other introduction, the true, and, I'll, and she's really great. Kelly Baker, uh, during uh, our recent episode, said, you know, because I always ask people for referrals, she said, you got to get Brother Dave on. He plays wow. everywhere with everyone. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll trust it, you know. So. She's great. Kelly's so great. I, I have such fun working with her. I played on this track, uh, Blood on the Nile. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you yeah. played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played Pedal Steel on that track. Um, that's going to be coming out soon. I don't know when that's coming out. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun working on that with her. Yeah, I remember when she was talking about that, she said, yeah, you don't usually hear that in Long Island music, to the mm. Pedal Steel, you know, unless mm. you have some Nashville connection. So, yeah, now now it's coming back to memory that uh, that she did mention that you know, so let's let's do this. I sure what, what I find interesting. Uh, uh, it could be boring. I don't know. It's probably interesting. <laughs> um, you know, how did what was the first instrument you picked up? Did it come natural? I mean, you know, how did it all come together for you? Well, okay, I got a kind of an interesting story about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's maybe it's not so interesting, but it's kind of funny. So, like, um, it, I think it was actually the pedal steel that made me want to start playing music. When I first heard that sound, wow. um, that's what made me want to start playing. But I didn't know what that sound was because, like, okay. you know, you know, I, I was born and you know, I was born and raised in New York, and there's, you know, I, I wasn't exposed to a lot of live music growing up as a kid. My family is Russian. My family, oh. yeah, my family came here like right before I was born. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. But my dad uh, was a musician. He was a drummer. Um, you know, and so, like, I learned a lot of music from my dad. Like, my dad taught me a lot, of, you know, a lot about music. And um, so, you know, I, I was really captivated by, um, by Eric Clapton um, in my early teens. Mm -hmm. And um, he had the studio recording of Tears in Heaven with uh, J.D. Manis on pedal steel. Okay. Um, and there's like this pedal steel solo in there. And when I first heard it, I was like, Jesus, I, I have to learn how to play that. So I asked my dad, I'm like, Pops, what is that I hear? Because it sounded mm -hmm. like a guitar, but I knew it was not exactly a guitar, but I was a little confused by the sound of it. Mm -hmm. And so I asked my dad, I was like, what is that? And I remember him trying to explain it to me because, you know, he's from Russia too, but he kind of knew what it was, but he didn't know what it was called. And he's like trying to explain it to me. He's like, uh, it's like a guitar. It's like, uh, but there's like guitar on table. It's like table guitar. 
you know? And I'm like, table guitar? What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, it's like table guitar. You know, you play like this, like deck, you know, like deck. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I heard him say guitar. I'm like, okay, guitar. That's, that's a guitar. That's all I need to know. So I right. started playing guitar, oh, you wow. know? Yeah. And I played guitar for man. I was, and I, you know, I love guitar and I still do. Um, at what then, age, at what age was this? How this old were you? I was about 13. Okay. All right. You know, All right, the and, hormones um, are kicking in. All right. Yeah, gotcha. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then, you know, I, I got into like blues. I got into classic rock. I got into Clapton and Hendrix and all their influences like Buddy Guy, BB King, Freddie King, Albert King, Albert mm. Collins, um, you know, all those, all those blues guys, like the early blues guys like Robert Johnson, Mississippi, Mississippi Fred McDowell, you know, Skip James and all that. Um, and then years later, like I discovered pedal steel. And I was like, that's the sound that I heard that made me want to play. Wow. Now, yeah. how did you, you discover it? You, you went up to somebody who was playing it. Did you see it in a music store or? Um, I think I was listening to like public radio and like, okay. and they were like, you know, like um, 89.9 and 89.1 used to like play, like have these like uh, classic country um uh, like programs and like uh-huh. they would mention the artist playing. I'm like, Oh, pedal steel. That's probably what that was. And then like, I saw videos of people playing and I'm like, that's, that's what he was trying to describe. And I saw the way people were playing. I'm like, that's what he was trying to explain to me, but he didn't know what the name of it was. You didn't know how to articulate it. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's how I discovered that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing. Cause I, to be honest with you, that, that is one instrument that's beyond me. You know, uh, and uh, as far as the sounds, you know, watch an old Hee Haw show and watch yeah. the guy playing pe- pedal steel and the sounds they get out of it, you know, the train whistle and, and all, all the different, stuff. it was like, this yeah. is like, a, it's like an early synthesizer really when you get down to it, what it can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing instrument and it's very versatile and it's a lot more versatile than people think. People think it's more, it's only for country, but you could play anything on it. And um, it's used a lot in churches like, um. Like the sacred steel is like this whole genre of steel guitar where these guys play lap steels and pedal steels, but they play more of like a blues R&B type of gospel type of thing. And they use, yeah, they use them in churches um, like that churches when they don't have like an organ. Yeah, they'll yeah. use a steel guitar because the steel guitar kind of like sustains the notes and creates like a pad and like mm-hmm. a wash underneath everything in a way, you right. know, so they'll use a pedal steel instead of like an organ, you know. Well, that's one one thing about slide guitar or pedal steel guitar for me, and, and I'm a, a knucklehead amateur. It's probably the closest thing to the human voice that mm. you can you can come to to emulate mm. uh, those tones and the vibrato and and all the yeah. you know, all the different things. And and yeah. I think that's cool. What I think is really cool, and I haven't really you know I've dumped I've jumped into me, your music, and I'm actually looking very forward to the wellspring of what you've done. I, I'm, I'm just like tip of the iceberg with well, me. That's you. why I get, I, I get kind of excited about it, but I always found it uh, interesting. And I, I find it with um, uh, uh, Derek trucks mm, and, yeah. his, and his slide guitar yeah. and the back and forth. And he goes to places that I don't know, just, just kind of amazing. And when you have the, um, the, uh, the call and response, uh, between a vocalist and a slide guitar. I think that's just one of the most beautiful things in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's really amazing. Yeah, it really is. So, um, so from what Kelly was telling me, you play all over the place. So you're the opposite of your last name. You're, 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 you're really not Dave solo, man. You're like Dave gig man. 
So you're going to have to change. That's why you call yourself Brother Dave. I get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you well, I, mean <laughs> I actually, I, you know, I got that name uh, from this guy I used to play with, Frankie Paris. He was a New York-based um, blues and R&B singer. Okay. And he, he used to call me Brother Dave. And um, he wound up sadly passing away. And yeah. so, you know, you know, like, so nobody called me that for a while until I was at a construction site. Um, and I, I was, a, I was a laborer at a construction site in my early twenties. And they were like, listen, when you, when you sweep up in the morning, okay, you got to use water when you sweep up. I'm like, how do you use water when you sweep? So like, I tried a few different things. I would like take water in like a five gallon bucket and like, <laughs> like pour right. it on the floor. And then there these, these puddles everywhere. And I'm like, well, that's not good. So then I, I would carry the bucket in my hand and then I had a broom and I would dip the broom in the bucket and I'd flick the broom so that right. the floor would get wet. And then like, you know. Like, so the floor would get wet and I would sweep and the dust would stay down. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, I thought, I thought it was pretty ingenious. And this guy comes in, he's like, hey, brother Dave, what are you doing? Blessing the place, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, brother Dave, Frankie used to call me that, you know? So it's, it, it's so funny you, you say it. It's amazing what you can learn on the Long Island Sound, how to sweep properly on a construction site <laughs> is one of the tips that you, you know, that's why you got to listen. But what's yeah. interesting, what's interesting when you, when, how you got your moniker, how you got your name. And I worked in construction as well as, as yeah. a steam as a steam fitter, if you can believe uh -huh. that, for a short period of time. Every, wow. uh, and all the union guys call each other brother, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I remember my wife, uh, you know, saying, you know, aren't you being kind of racial when you say that? I said, no. <laughs> I, I said, no, I'm I'm, re I'm really not. Yeah. And act actually, I use that term for my friends because I look honestly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm 60 years old. They're like my brothers. I mean, yeah. you know, I I spent more time with my friends over a lifetime than my own my own brothers. So they're you know they're my brothers, <laughs> and I use that term uh, as a term of endearment all the time. So yeah, brothers, uh, mother, mothers. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm -hmm. you, you, we've been called worse things, so I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to get into that, but yeah, sure. Oh, no, we, oh, we're going to get oh, we're going to get into that. There, there's yeah, no, why not? There's no restrictions, just no F-bombs, you know, because then I got to recheck right. something on the podcast, but not for kids and all that other stuff. Sure. So, got to so, keep it right. clean for the kids. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, you know, yeah. but they're going to learn how to sweep a construction site. So. That's good. That's good. So that's, that's useful. <laughs> So you're, so you're 13, yeah. Okay, uh, which is great. Dad's a pretty fertile ground to to help you along. He played guitar, or what, what did he play? He was a drummer. Drummer, right? Okay. Yeah. How about mom or any of the other? Do you have any other siblings that were into music or? Um, no, no, not really. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're the lonely case, right? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But you know what? Having your dad giving you a hand along with that part of music is is. I, this, this is what I, I believe, you know, just the small amount of encouragement and you, you teach, you teach music, you, you, have, stu you have students, you know yes. how far a little bit of encouragement goes yeah. that you don't know where it's going to rocket ship somebody yeah. off to something, you know? Absolutely. I try to be as encouraging as I can. I try to always look at the positive, you know, because I, I, I'm aware that like, you know, it could be a big hurdle when somebody even like accidentally says something that could be taken as negative or like as a criticism, sure. you know, people, you know, you can't forget that people are, you know, have feelings. I know it sounds stupid, but like, you know, it's like people really, you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful of people's feelings and you gotta honor them, you know, and you gotta really, 
You know, I, yes. I like to try to encourage people and help people along, you know? You know, especially when it comes – for me, it was interesting. Especially when it comes to an instrument, there's always going to be somebody who plays different and better than you. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And as yeah. a young – I'll never forget this. Uh, uh, a guy came in to tune our piano, okay? And he played, obviously, great. I was so in, I didn't share this. I was so intimidated by that guy mm, that mm. I said, one, I don't practice enough. We never do practice enough. And I, I could never be that. I could never be that, you know. And yet he was encouraging. He, you know, what little I played, he was, you know, very encouraging. I just didn't take it to heart, you know. That That's good that you didn't take it, to, you know, take it to heart because, you know, it's really like it's it's really easy to get insecure as a musician, you know, and it's like when you're when you're a musician, you're really kind of like sharing a part of you that's very, very special and very like, you know, it's like very deep, like what you're sharing with people when you're playing music, you know, and it's like you're you're putting yourself out in the open, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's important, like not not to like be too self-critical either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, like the thing, things like words like better, better than I, I right. try not to use words like that. And I'm not criticizing you at all, but I'm, I try to reframe the, the, mm. those types of thoughts. I try to automatically reframe them because it's like, you know, I feel like music is like a communication. You know, if I okay. say, you know, if I say the grass is green, like, can you say that's a good or a bad statement? It's just a statement. Right. right. It's just I'm just communicating with you the color of the grass, right? And I feel like music's like that too. It's a communication. It's it's really better not to put like a value on it, like whether it's good or bad, but whether it speaks to you or not. Hmm, interesting. You know what I, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like it's it, it you you gets to a point where it's really hard to say who's better than who. Like for instance, like who would you say is a better guitarist, BB King or Steve Vai? Right. right. You know it's what I'm just, saying? It's two different perspectives and two different yeah. approaches to the to to the same instrument. It yeah, really that's a good is. point. It really is. And like Steve Vai, he couldn't play B.B. King stuff, man. And B.B. Mm. King can't, couldn't play Steve Vai stuff, you know? Right, right. You know what I mean? You That's know? a good point. That's a good point. I, I tell you, it's um, one of the things that you touched on was the vulnerability you have in playing. Mm. And um, the same thing with writing songs. Uh, mm. the, the vulnerability, I find that so attractive. Uh, yeah. Want, not only in music, but as I get older – being present to somebody uh, and and uh, have having a certain amount of confidence to be vulnerable. There's a trust, yes, aspect, yes. A trust aspect there, and yes. that trust has to go back and forth between musicians when you're playing together. Let's do yes. this. Let's let's take a break because we're getting okay. real we're getting real deep real quick. You know, <laughs> good. Uh, I like it. I dig it. Let, let's 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 take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to get into something special. Leave that as a cliffhanger. All right, hang with Sounds us. Good. Hi, Steve Yusko from Gig Destiny here. Well, as you're probably listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking about that musician who would make a fantastic guest here on the Long Island Sound. But we'd like to hear their story. We'd like to hear their music. So have them reach out to us at gigdestiny.com and we'll explore their craft. Now, back to our podcast. Welcome back. We are with Brother Dave. And I just can't get this guy to stop playing. He's noodling and all that time. Thanks, brother. And that that's through a crappy iPad and microphone. So if you thought that sounds good, wait to hear this hear this guy in person. 
Ah, Chuck, you're too kind. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I'm interested in your progression from an adolescent steel guitar, learning about that. How did things kind of develop for you? What was the path you took? Let me let me ask you this. When did you realize, hey, oh, I can do this, and I really love this? When did that hit mm. you? Huh. Well, you know, it's like, I don't know if it's ever really hit me, but it's like you got to kind of have like, in a way, it's like just the audacity to just be like, well, you know what? I'm going to make my statement, hmm. you know? And, you know, that's kind of it. I try not to think of it as anything more than that, you know? Um, I just like, it really was a kind of thing where it just kind of grabbed me and took hold of me and I just kind of became obsessed with it and I couldn't not do it. Interesting. You know so, what I mean? And there's two aspects of that. There's, um, these, the, the musician who's an instrumentalist, let's say. Mm. Okay. Mm. And then there's the singer songwriter aspect mm. of it. How did, mm. did they coincide? Did they kind of click in or did something, you know, chicken or the egg, you know? <laughs> Well, I started off just as a regular six-string guitar player playing electric blues, and then I got into acoustic stuff. Um, and then in my 20s, I got into singing. Um, I always wrote songs. Even as, like, as I first started playing, I'd write like little instrumentals. Hmm, I probably okay. can't remember any of them. They're on a cassette tape somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Just finding where, where you can play a cassette anymore. That's <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like, you know, there's like a lot of songs that I've written and, and forgotten, you know, but th there were like a lot of them were like early instrumentals when I when I first started writing them. And then when I was I didn't start singing till much later, like in my like late 20s. Okay. And um, then I started writing songs like with lyrics, you know, um, and then I started playing steel guitar. Like I didn't start playing steel guitar till much later. And I started off on lap steel mm -hmm. and then I and then I progressed to pedal steel. Wow. And I would I would think. Because especially in New York, I would assume there aren't many of you guys, pedal steel guitar players. I would think, right? There's yeah. not that many. There's a few, but there's not that many. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would think, man, that it's like being a bass player. Everyone's looking for a bass player, you know? <laughs> and all you have to do is bump, 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 and you're in, you know? And, well, it's uh, easier said than done, but yeah, uh, I know. to some that's degree. The, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a big joke. When I was in a, a church group, you know, I was playing guitar, you know, pretty lousily. And uh, they said, "Hey, we need you need a bass, you know. You need a yeah. bass player. Why, why don't you get? Why don't you play bass? You know." <laughs> like, That's funny. You know, okay. I actually play. I play bass in a church band, also. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I do. I still do. Did you? Yeah, we did. A I still do. We did a contemporary Christian thing in a Catholic church, which was like voodoo. You know, it was just, mm. uh, and it was great. While it lasted, it was great, and that, mm. that's that's a, a podcast for another time. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, uh, I every Sunday I'm at Central Church in Huntington, and I play bass in that in that church group there. Nice. And it's nice. Yeah, it's contemporary Christian stuff and some uh, old, you know, some um, traditional stuff as well. Yeah, I go to. Uh, I, we have a great band that's um, community church here in Babylon. Mm. It's very music mucus focused, um, uh, Unitarian, uh, uh, not Unitarian, non-denominational, I would say, but, you know, mm. uh, based on Christ and the Holy Trinity. Gotcha. And, and uh, actually, I had this guy, look it up on the episodes, Tom Pryor, phenomenal, okay. phenomenal guitarist. He's the music director there. And they gotcha, just, gotcha. They, they knock it out of the park. And they're always rotating people in out, which is really great. Mm. Anyway, so so the building blocks. So now you you got the guitar. You you've you've gone in the pedal steel. You've been in bands. Mostly, where'd you grow up? By the way, 
Um, Brooklyn, Queens, and then um, well, we're all the Russians. We're all the Russians. Are. <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> exactly. Yeah, I used to go to Brighton Beach like every day with my dad. Nice. I've, yeah. I've only been there once. Really? I, go, I really want to go to a Russian club. It might not be in vogue now, to be honest. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, the funny thing is that I'm actually Ukrainian. But guess what? when I guess what? Yeah, yeah. We share something in common. Are you Ukrainian also? Yeah, Ukrainian, yeah. Ukrainian and Polish. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, my mother's Polish. My father was Ukrainian, Slovakian, kind of a mix. Yeah, my father's a mix of Polish and Ukrainian. But like when I was a kid, they told me I was from Russia because Ukraine. I knew, was part I, of I, Russia. knew I, I knew I liked you. I said this to myself. I said, he must be Ukrainian because he's, he's really good. No, I'm bullshitting you. <laughs> so, so, okay. So you're in the Queens area, geographically part of Long Island, Brooklyn, yeah. Queens. Okay. Yeah. So that, you got that going for you and you jump into bands and then you finally get on the microphone and, and kind of do that. Where, where are you now with your, with your career? Um, as well, far as. I know you play around a lot, but I, I don't, you know, do you have a set of guys you play with now or what, what's your MO uh, hitting the, hitting the streets? Well, these days I do a lot of solo gigs. Um, and I also have my own band, brother Dave and the brave. Okay. Um, and that's kind of like sort of like a jam band kind of situation. We do like our own kind of interpretations of covers and sometimes I throw originals in, but then there's the Bushwick Blues Band, which is like kind of like my original project. And that's like a blues rock with other influences as well. And that's primarily originals with a few of a, a few other co- covers like Peppered and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I actually saw um, I tuned in last night when you were doing a um, uh, an open mic. Mm. By the way, by the way, what, I don't know what camera you used. It looked like broadcast quality. I'm telling oh, wow. On, on Facebook. I was just like, wow, this is this- wow. Pretty, I'm glad pretty, to hear that. Well, yeah. that's um, that's Laura Kelly. She does all my my social media work. She does okay. like a she does my weekly emails and she does like my Facebook posts and stuff. And she also does you know handles the broadcasts on Tuesdays. And um, you know, I think she's just I think she's using her phone or something. Well, that's pretty pretty damn good, at least from my aspect. And on that note, um, any people that we've talked about for our audience, you guys who are listening is uh, we do chapter marks. So you see mm. different photos when you're not driving pop up on your <laughs> phone uh, of the different people we, we talk about, just like Kelly will have her website and, and uh, certainly Dave's website plugged in. So you'll have an easy way to kind of jump and say, hey, I want to know more about Buddy Guy or this mm. or that or about your band mm. and mm. that sort of thing. So that's a, that's a quick reference that's uh, tied in there. The other, thing, cool. that, the other thing that struck me was uh, do you mind if I ask how old you are? Forty three. You don't look forty three. <laughs> you're you too kind. You look like it's you're in your. You look like you're in your mid thirties. <laughs> it's the lighting. I keep it dark for a reason. It's the, you know? it's the bandana <laughs> and the hat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You know, it's like I, I keep in the dark. I do my best work in the dark. You know. <laughs> I'm not going there. I can, we Yeah. Will, no. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might have said too much. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the bedroom lights off, honey. Why? I don't know. I do my best work in the. I do my best work in the dark. What the hell are we talking about? I just. I, I don't, don't even know. know. Yeah. Well, who cares? Right. You know. <laughs> Let's let's do this, but before we lose the audience and let's hit these two knuckleheads chucking along, uh, let's talk about Bacon Blues, how that okay. came about. Because I'm I'm curious, you know, how did that germinate with you? And and uh, was it well, was it all you or what? As far as writing and that sort of thing. Well, as you know, marijuana recently became legal in New York. 
<laughs> I know. It's, wonderful. it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> well, this song is the reason why. Oh. Well, not okay. really, but <laughs> not really. Well, let's just say, you know, we know high people in low places, you know, <laughs> and they're usually, you know, and they're usually hanging out in front of a bodega ready to get some food and some, uh, you know, exactly. getting some Funyuns right away because, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. F- Funyuns. Wow. Funyuns. <laughs> Get to walking. That was Funyuns. really good. <laughs> That's great. You definitely, at the end of this, you definitely have to do a station ID as Christopher Walken. Oh, so. my God. It'll be my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's how that came about. Uh, and that's what we heard uh, coming into the um, into the episode. And the, by the way, everything, you know, you're on Spotify and, and every place where they downstream. So we'll uh, we'll have those links in as well. But I want to talk about your next song, Lonely and Blue. Is it Lonely and Blue? Yes. Yeah, just tell me a little bit about that, and then we'll jump into that song so people can get a get a listen to that as well. Um, yeah, man, I you know that's uh, that's a, that's a song I really enjoy playing with the Bushwick Blues Band. You know, all the songs we all co-wrote those songs. Okay. Yeah, Ch- uh, Chaz Rio, the bass player, um, and he's kind of like the brains behind that operation. You know, I just sing and play guitar. <laughs> you know, and and then we have David Cornego, the drummer, and right, um, say that say that again slowly. David. David Cornejo. Okay, and you're going to give me the spelling of these guys so we can give sure. them credit. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, we all co-wrote these songs. And um, Lonely and Blue, it's like, you know, I really enjoy playing that song. Um, you know, it's kind of like, um, it's a song about, like, kind of like, you know, when you have, like, a person in your life that uh, kind of, like, shines a light. You know what I mean? When there's, like, not to sound corny, but like they're cheesy, but like, you know, when it, when things are kind of dark and, but you have that kind of one person in your life that kind of like puts gives a little you, light gives you a little, little epiphany, right? A little illumination. Yeah. Okay. You good. know? Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I like about that song, which is unique is that it's an 11 bar blues. Ooh. Which is kind of uncommon. So yeah. So you're, you're, you're shortcutting people. You're, 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 you're <laughs> I'm shorting them a bar. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, that's a, but, that's uh, a different approach. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we might be the only, only band in history to ever write an 11 bar blues. I don't know if there's ever any other 11 bar blues. So, you know, we well, have that, we have that that we well, can say about it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and you heard it here first, the 11 bar blues song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's take a listen to it. And then we'll be right back after the song. Check it out.
want me to noodle or? Yeah, noodle away, brother. I can. I can edit out the bad notes. So that's, <laughs> no. Well, then there's gonna be silence. <laughs> no, go ahead. Noodle away. Listening to Brother Dave as he continues to noodle. I can't get the, <laughs> I can't get this guy to stop playing. I mean, I'm, we, I we, can't, yeah. we're, we're here to talk, brother. You know, it's a problem. I know. Well, it's just you know, just you when know. I watch TV and watch movies, it's like I'm constantly noodling. As my mom said at the dinner table, Stephen, sit on your hands, please, <laughs> and, and eat, and shut up. <laughs> so let's. So so Kelly Baker told me you play everywhere with everybody. Tell me some of the bands you've you've uh, been involved with recently, and I'm really interested in. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, just go to his website, go to uh, Brother Dave Blues, and you'll see the people he's played with. It's just kind of amazing. So, tell us about who you're with now and what you've done, and and give us some history. Well, okay, so yeah, so you know, I have my band, Brother Dave uh, and the Brave, and then there's the Bushwick Blues, and then you know, a um, couple other projects I've been working with. I, I do some stuff with Kelly Baker every now and then. Um, and there's um, this uh, Celtic rock trio that I'm involved in uh, okay. called Kindred. And we do like country and like some like Irish stuff and like Celtic type of stuff. And that's a lot of fun. Let me stop. Um, you, then, let me stop you right there. Mm. Well, I've got to int- Do you know Andy Cooney? No. OK, so Andy Cooney was an early guest on my program. Very generous guy. He's from Massapequa, New York. His grandparents are from Ireland. Mm-hmm. he's like as the top album, he's like 19 albums out. And in Ireland and the UK, it's called Irish country. Oh, okay. And he also has a podcast and he uh, introduces uh, different Celtic acts and stuff like that. So, um, oh, cool. and, and people new to the scene. So we should connect the, the that group uh, with him. I'm sure he'd, he'd love to have you on his podcast. And after That'd I just, awesome. And after I just said it on my podcast, he's obligated to have them on his podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I, right. cut, I cut you off. So No, um, not at all. And then there's uh, Atticus Jones. Okay. Um, we play at Daisy's once a month, and that's that's a really cool original band. And Daisy's um, is in, for those who don't Patchogue. know. Okay, Daisy's yep. Patchogue. Um, I'm there most Sundays by myself as a solo thing, and then I play once a month with Atticus Jones there. And um, Atticus Jones is like an original project. It's very country-based, and I play pedal steel and guitar in that band. Oh, nice. And that's um, um, yeah. Daisy's Nashville or something like that? or Daisy's Nashville Lounge, yes. Right, right. Okay, yes. yeah, because I think I saw Kelly uh, did a video or something there, or she played there. Um, yes, yeah. Well, I might I might have been on that video with her. Yeah, I Or maybe I'm... she was there solo. You know, it's you guys with the bandanas, you all kind of blend in. (laughs) Yeah, those guys with the hat and bandanas, you know. Well, the doctor said I got to leave this on for like another six weeks. And then uh, till the the tattoo heals. Yeah, yeah. I got, you know, I got like barbed wire tattoo all around. (laughs) Lovely, lovely. Try to get a postal job. I'm telling you. (laughs) That was my father's threat with anything that he thought was awful. Oh, really? You'll never get a postal job. And he, and, he, and he was right. I never got a postal job, which <laughs> he was right. Huh? <laughs> what can I tell you? You know, yeah. tell me this. So, yes, you tell me about because some of the people that I was like, this is BN. This can't this guy could have not opened for these. Tell me about the guys you opened. Dickie Betts. Dickie Betts. Yeah, that was an amazing. I was actually an amazing experience opening for Dickie Betts. Just hearing his band like he had such a great band. He had Andy Allador on guitar. 
Um, he had, um, I think it was, um, uh, the other guy, I forget the other guitar player's name. It wasn't Devon Allman, hmm. but it, he was the son of, I'm sorry. I'm really bad with names, but it, it was, um, it was an amazing band. It was amazing, man. The how, arrangements how, they had with, how'd you get it? How'd you get that gig? Um, and where was it? Was, that was in Connecticut. It was on the Norwalk beach. Okay. You know, they have, they used to have like uh, summer concerts there. And, um, yeah, like that was like, um, I played there with, that was with Rocky Lawrence. He was a, he's a Connecticut based blues guitarist. Okay. And, um, yeah, we got called for that gig. That was, that was an amazing gig. That was just great just to hear Dickie Betts, you know, like right. the guitar arrangements were like amazing. Nice. You nice. Know? Yeah. And then yeah. you have some other greats you, you played alongside, right? Or, or, or prior to, right? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I opened for Buddy Miles when I was like 19 and that was, that was a trip. <laughs> oh Really? That was a trip. Oh yeah. Talk about giving you giving yourself cred right there. That's that's really <laughs> no really. I'm serious. At nineteen Buddy Miles. Yeah, when I was nineteen, I was with this band called Moose and the Bulletproof Blues Band. Of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this guy Moose, a uh, great bass player and singer, he's down in Florida now. And um he used to work with uh Greg Allman. He's he was okay. he toured with Greg Allman and then he started his own band and we opened up for Buddy Miles and that was quite an experience, let me tell you. That was I was nineteen years old. I I was like shocked by everything. Like it was just like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so in, in these instances, is this like, Hey, you're the opening act. And do, do you get to meet or say hello to any of these guys or not really? It's really, you're the opening act they're on and you're done. No, I actually got to meet and say hello to buddy miles. But like, I was like, if you could imagine me being even more shy and awkward than I am now, <laughs> you well, know, okay, I was like, yeah. I, I was super shy and awkward. I was 19. I was like, I, I had a hard time looking people in the eye. I had a hard time talking to people. It was very difficult for me to go out and meet people and play. But really? like, again, wow. yeah, yeah, well, like I said, I had to do it. I was just driven to do it and I wouldn't let anybody stop me. And like, Good for you. so I, I just went out there and I just did the best I could, you know? Right. Um, but I was very, very socially awkward. And like Buddy Miles said something to me along the lines of a compliment and I just kind of froze <laughs> and I, I just didn't respond. I was yeah, just like, yeah. oh, oh just, you know, and he, yeah, exactly. And he just had like this whole entourage of like all these women, like, and like they were all smoking weed downstairs. It was it's Chicago blues. Have you ever been to Chicago blues in Manhattan before? No, Close? no, I have not. It was a really cool place, man. It was, they had like a downstairs, downstairs, um, like dressing room type area where everybody would hang with the band and like get high and stuff. And, and it's still, you know, it's still around, right? No, it's no, not, it's unfortunately. Gone. Yeah, it's like yeah. BB King's is gone too. You know, that yeah, was, that was yeah. a neat place. Yeah. Know, a long place. Wow. So I got to open for a lot of people there at Chicago Blues. I got to open for Buddy Miles, Elvin Bishop, Roomful of Blues. Um, who else? Oh, Johnny Winter was at Toad's Place in New Haven. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually fairly recently. That was like in 2010, I think. Yeah, and he, he passed on, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 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 What what a what a player. Yeah. Just kind of Oh amazing. yeah. It's just gotta be amazing to, to play with your heroes, you know? <laughs> just Well, I didn't get a chance to play with him, but No, just but I, yeah, open, play yeah. near him. I don't care. Yeah, play near him, yeah. Near him, just, the same street, same block. Yeah. Yeah, know? no. It really it really was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that really yeah. gives that gives you a lot of hey, somebody must have thought you were pretty good to invite you up there. You know, for sure. I hope so. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I mean, there are not many artists who can make that claim 
that you've you've had. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you quick. I'll tell you a quick Mike Nugent story. Okay, because mm. he's mm. talking about Mike, and Mike is of the generation where his he's you know they're not big into marketing and, right. and you know music speaks for itself. It's almost you know it's almost like brag. Like I can't brag about myself listen to it, you know, what have you. And, and I was talking about Tedeschi trucks and, mm. and, uh, Mike was in Cadillac moon, um, which was a Queens based, uh, group. And he was in, sure. the, he was in the movie, um, the devil's advocate with Keanu. Yeah. Lee, yeah. Right? So yeah. he's telling me, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, my music's in there. We get a residual every once in a while. So I look it up, Mike, you were in the movie, you know, for yeah. six seconds. They're the bar band in the movie. I was like, holy shit. Oh Yeah. And yeah, I opened up for, you know, Derek Trucks once in Atlanta and, and separately with Susan Tedeschi up in Rochester. And I'm like, Mike, you got to tell me these things. These are the coolest things. I got to like, you yeah. know, yeah. I got I to write a journal about it. I just find that really kind of fascinating. You know, they're all, everyone's just people, but it's really kind of cool when you could. Uh, I, um, I lived in Bayside for a while, which is that restaurant that they shot that scene in and Devil's Advocate yeah. was like kind of like down the block from where I used to live. It was on Northern Boulevard. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's this restaurant called Pier, Pier 25A or something like that. It was like a seafood restaurant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a great movie and, and how he got it involved. Was. That was, was just really kind of cool. Anyway, I kind of yeah. digress. Um, so we, we did hear Lonely and Blue, did we? Did we jump into it? I think we did. Did we? I think we did. Yeah, I think we did. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how yeah, we did. Yeah, we're <laughs> with a forgetful uh, podcast host. What are we? Where are we? What? What is, uh-huh. what is today? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about um, the third song that you brought, "Road Trip." Tell me how that came ah. about and who's playing in that, and uh, and let, we'll take a listen. If give us a little preview of how that came yeah. about. That that's a really fun song. I really like that song. That's like kind of like a more of like our kind of like um, I would say more of like a blues rock influence type of song because we have like some songs that like um, I don't know if you got when you when you say let me interrupt you when you say we who do you mean we Bushwick Blues that's Bushwick Blues yeah okay Bushwick Blues thank you so yeah Road Trip is a Bushwick Blues original and that that one's more of like has like a more rock influence on it and uh, we had Junior Marvin play on guitar on that one he's uh, so him and I are splitting the lead work on that oh great Uh, yeah yeah Junior Marvin is great he's he was a lot of fun to work with I got I had an opportunity to play with him and his band well he he actually is fronting the Whalers these days. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Well, he's an original member of the Whalers. He w- he worked with Bob Marley for many years in the Whalers, and he co-wrote a lot of those songs. And he's on a lot of those recordings, like "Waiting in Vain," that guitar solo as Junior Marvin. Oh wow! You know, wow. You know like that part. That... Remind me. Something like that. He does that kind of like solo in there. You know that little riff that he does. In waiting in vain, you know. Nice. Um, but yeah, he does a he does a really cool solo on that. But anyway, yeah, um, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, Junior <laughs> Marvin, uh, Junior Marvin, yeah, he was a lot of fun to work with. So I had an opportunity to work with him with the Whalers. For now, a let few me ask days. you, how, how does I, I don't know? I'm kind of stupefied here. How does how do you run into a guy like that? Is he like working in the same studio you're working in, or somebody puts you together? How, how does how does that how does that happen? Well, um, or how did so that working, happen? Yeah, for you. So we're, I met Junior Marvin um, through a mutual friend. 
Um, he was doing a gig on Long Island. And um, we were just like he came over to uh, like the house of a friend of mine okay. after the gig. Um, and then I was there and we met and we jammed a little bit. And um, he invited me to on a few gigs with the Whalers. And then during the pandemic, you know, there weren't any gigs. Right. And, um, you know, we were finishing up our recordings because we started recording our the next album that's coming out. We started recording a while back. Mm -hmm. Um but we had some room on there for some like extra guitar playing. And we thought, well, let's see if Junior might want to add something to that. So he actually contributed uh, like guitar parts and a few writing ideas to, the, to Road Trip as well. Thanks. Let me, let me ask you a technical question. So when mm. you have somebody like him mm. uh, and he's maybe signed or not signed to a label currently, is there a lot of logistics in authorizing him to play on your music or not so much? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, good. I and I just stuff. opened that can of worms for you, and we'll just cut that out of the episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there is, but I don't handle that stuff. Chaz, oh, yeah, Rio, I know, the you said it before. I know, yeah. you said you're, you're, you're the, you're the uh, singer just, and songwriter yeah. and, and guitar player and nothing more. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the extent of my... Uh... Before we go down the rabbit hole, let's take a listen to Road Trip, and then we'll, we'll, we'll jump in. Uh, who knows what the hell we're going to learn next. We're going to talk about construction, <laughs> uh, how to use All a screwdriver problem. Properly and <laughs> take a listen. So I'm at the drink, right? With the orange juice and the yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> take a listen, everybody. We'll be right back after the song.
Hey, everybody. We are back with Brother Dave. And I'm telling you, I'm having so much fun. Me Even too. in between the stuff that people don't hear, that <laughs> we can't really say we're having fun. So uh, what a pleasure to have you. Tell me tell me what you've got coming up in July. And, and uh, I know you do an open mic because I saw it on Facebook. Is that something consistent that you do? And tell me what um, you got coming up. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've been doing Tuesday nights. That's like a um, – I host that uh, open jam. It's like an open jam, open mic, and I host that with like my trio, Brother Dave and the Brave. Okay. Um, and that's at the Vintage Bar and Lounge in Wanta. Okay. And that's every Tuesday. And, and we go live on Facebook, so you could go on my Brother Dave page on Facebook, and you could look at previous uh, Tuesday night um, you know, jam sessions. You know, you, you know, we usually start off with the house band. We do like a little set, and then we invite players up. Nice. Um, the Sunday thing I do at Daisy's, I'm, I'm at Daisy's on Sunday. It's from one to four, almost every Sunday. Sometimes um, I have, you know, I have to, other commitments and I have to have somebody fill in for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of like an open mic, open jam too. It's more, you know, that's more of an acoustic type of mic. And then twice a month, I host an open mic at the Garden Grill in Smithtown. And that's a lot of fun. That's a great little place, the Garden Grill in Smithtown. Okay, um, cool. The, Rob. Marcillo and Fred Marcillo. It's a family business. Um, Fred's oh, we're gonna put it, we'll put it, we'll put a link for them. Oh, absolutely. Fred Marcillo, great guy, and Rob is a hoot. He's such he's a riot. That guy. He's a show all on, on himself, and he's just a bartender that night. You know? nice, <laughs> but nice. him and I, we just we just freaking go off with all kind. You know, we do our Christopher Walken, Schwarzenegger, James Brown impressions <laughs> all night. We do Rodney Dangerfield, and then he comes on and he sings at the end of the night, and we we just have a lot of fun at that gig. Nice. A lot of shenanigans, a lot of shenanigans. That's great. Hey, fun's the best thing to have, is what they say. So uh... that's what they say. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll try I don't it. Know. Out. Yeah, hey, you know. hey, whoa. Hey, what do I got to lose? You know? Oh. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> I tell you, you know. <laughs> hey, you know what? I uh, I really appreciate your time. And, oh, and thank I, you. Thanks I, for having me. I, I honestly mean that. And and a lot of times I in my podcast, a good friend of mine said, you know, we can account for what's in our bank accounts. We can account for the things we own. We can never account for how much time we have on this earth. The fact that you've given me more than an hour of your time and your art, man. It's real. It's a real blessing. So, oh man, thank you so much. I mean, thank you for having me on the show, and thank you for your time as well, man. All right, brother Dave, we'll see you around town, and check out brother Dave and all his different aspects, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment, and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Until next time. Be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. 
Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.